pointed out earlier, heavenly birthday for one of the four monkeys, Peter Tork. I want to stick with the monkeys with Curtis, but I do want to thank Pete Morgan. Pete gave me and my beautiful son Gabriel great Ranger tickets last night. Rangers won again. They beat Dallas 3-1. to one. Another goal for Trocek is 19th. Fox scored. And what a night for Igor Shesterkin. 41 saves. Like Pete Morgan texted me moments ago, back to his old form. My friend Juliana Golia said the same thing. All the Ranger fans, very, very excited about this hockey team, folks. I know it's only February, March, right around the corner. But this team looks like a legitimate Stanley Cup hockey team. Big win last night. And uh, they, they move on. Actually, next Wednesday night, a week from tonight, I'm going back to the Ranger game. It'll be me, Pete Morgan, and Joseph Tacopina. Both of those guys, Morgan and Tac, have season tickets. Okay. Curtis uh, does an amazing job, as we know, every weekday afternoon at noon. The Rip and Read also great job hosting weekends on the overnight. And uh, tremendous with me every morning. He's one of the uh, six-man cast on this show. And since Brian Kilmeade has gone on vacation, they split those two hours between me and Curtis. And I can tell you, because I know this, that Curtis is getting great ratings the last two days doing that 11 o'clock hour. But uh, Curtis, like everybody else, everybody else is a huge fan of the monkeys, yes. aren't you? Yes, and also let me give you a side hustle here on Gump Worsley and the Nets for the Rangers when they were with Baseman Bertha last place, 462 stitches on his face, yeah. no mask days for goalies. Gump. And he was asked by the Daily News, what's your biggest problem in the Nets for the Rangers? He says, the guy's in front of me <laughs> because there's nobody who knows how to play defense. That's why I have to block so many pucks with my face. <laughs> now, come on. There's no modern-day goalies who can compare no, with no, those. No. Terry Gump- Sawchuk. I think they all had like 400 stitches. Oh, Gump, was, uh, Gump was great. There's no doubt about it. Now, they're not the same, but uh, this guy right now, I mean, the Rangers, the reason why they are so dangerous is they've got not one but two big time right. goalies. You gotta do this. You gotta yes. ask the loyalty test. Yes. Do they support Putin or do they support the United States? Oh, I'll tell you it's the United States, I'll tell you why. Wait, wait. I'll remember, tell you why. Remember the guy in the Washington Capitals, their star, said he was a Putin guy. Ovechkin, yes. That's right. But here's the difference. The Rangers star the guy that leads the Rangers in points this year, leads him in goals, 32, almost 80 points. 
a perennial all-star, actually was scared to death that Putin wanted to kill him. And, of course, I'm talking about Panarin. He's the best player on the team. So he does not like Vladimir Putin. So unlike Ovechkin in Washington, Panarin and the Rangers are America first, not Russia. Yeah, I'll ask him, hey, did you go to the tribute for Volani over at the Russian consulate like <laughs> I did? I'll bet you they did. Now, one more point. Well, hold on. Do you have any issues yeah. on a serious note? Because you're a smart guy. Yeah. And you know history as well as anybody. Yeah. Do you have any issues like CNN does, MSNBC does, all these liberal fart bases with Donald Trump comparing himself, as he's done now the last two days, to Navalny? No. Okay, good. Absolutely Even not. Either why. I mean, uh, except, naturally, they haven't tried to poison Donald Trump because he eats fast food. <laughs> yeah. If he hasn't died from all that fast food by now, <laughs> he has a lead-lined stomach. He does. I mean, he is a fast food-consuming machine. You mentioned it. Remember, remember the... Uh, uh, El Jefe, Chris Christie, was ordered to fetch him McDonald's, you know, Big Macs. And Christie came back onto the campaign train, uh, a plane, when he was uh, supporting Trump. And he ate half the Big Macs on the way back to the uh, plane. Remember uh, that? I, I do remember that. I do. And that's a true story, 100%. I do. By the way, uh, talking about uh, Donald Trump, uh, Andrew Giuliani will join me coming up in about 28 minutes. As I mentioned earlier, the last time Giuliani called me was Friday. He happened to be on the golf course by Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump. When Giuliani calls in at 7.40 this morning, he will once again be on that same golf course with Donald Trump. Trump got on the phone with me on Friday. That remains a possibility coming no, well, up this morning. Let me tell morning. you, to Andrew's credit, he's uh, been enrolled in the Curtis Sliwa Talk Radio Boot Camp here at WABC. Did he really? Yeah, he's with me on Sundays at 8 o'clock. I'm shaping him up. The guy is really coming into his own as a talk show host. You, you should be proud of him. I am. You know, we got some others over here who are like 90 years old doing uh, shows here. They, they need to be held up before the microphone. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, John and Margo and Chad, time to exit the old autococcus, of which I'm one, and time for a new generation of talk show hosts. But anyway, one last thing before we talk about the monkeys. You were talking about the Ukraine and Russia. Where are the Ukrainian refugees, right? I'm in all the migrant shelters. You could truly say they're war refugees. There's a full-blown war going on there. And they would have come to the United States, right? They went to Hungary. They went to Poland. We saw hundreds of thousands fled. I'm in every migrant shelter. You know that, Sid. I have yet to see one Ukrainian. It's interesting. Where how come, are they? How, yeah, why, how come we're not allowing them to come into the United States who legitimately are war refugees? Some of them have skill levels, as you know. A lot of skilled people in the Ukraine that could work right into our, our tech industries, you know, who have graduate degrees. Oh, you just said something that I'm going to meet, I'm going to need to make sure you're right about. You said, why are we not letting them into the United States? So, you're saying, where are the Ukrainian refugees? And you're also saying, to me at least, that we're not letting them in. How do you know that? Well, where, where's the discussion about where they're going? They certainly want to come to the United States. What, they're the only people in the world who don't want to come to the United States? Well, where are they going? The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Interesting. You know who's doing the deep dive on that? My wife, Nancy. She is? 
Oh, yeah. And you know she always comes up with the answers. Every time. But how come you haven't seen on any of the shows about all the migrants from Venezuela, from North Africa, not one Ukrainian? Not one Ukrainian. What about all Nobody those... has asked that question. But Where wait are a the second. Ukrainians? What about all those people that live in uh, Ina Vernikov section of Brooklyn? They're Russians. They're Ukrainians. Yes. Well, we're going to do the deep dive. But all let's right, get back it. to the monkeys. Uh, all right. I want to pay tribute to both you and Wrong Way Lou Rafino for recognizing the greatness of the monkeys. You realize, um, look who I'm talking to. Um, and I say this with all sincerity because I'm... You know, people say I'm conceited, I'm narcissistic, well, it's, you it's stupid. No, no, you are. There's no, no doubt about it. But I concede that you're the man here. I concede that. But you do realize that those little things, like the monkeys, that discussion Lou and I had for about four minutes at the top of the 6 o'clock hour, you do realize that that's why we're number one. You're going to be uh, hard-pressed to find other shows, even on this station, anywhere in New York, that move away from the topics at hand. Yeah, all they, That's talk, about, number all one. they talk about. Trump Biden, Trump right. Biden. I want to impale myself well, with well, the microphone. Adams, too, Adams, too, Hochul, too, uh, the migrant problem here, too. But And by know, the way, by the way, real quick, uh, California is worse. We'll discuss that momentarily. Oh, I totally. Oh, oh no, that's what Bill O'Reilly says. No, no, no. California. Well, Kevin, no, O'Leary, no, no. Kevin O'Leary says ah, New Kevin York. Kevin O'Leary, what does he know? You think he walks around on the, you think he walks around on the street? Hey, Jeeves, where's my limo, Jeeves? Get out of here, Kevin O'Leary. Get out of here, Shark Tank Mark Cuban. Anyway, anyway, let's get right into the monkey. Okay, who's your favorite monkey? Hold on. Uh-oh. Last night, I'm sitting with my son, Hunter. As you know, March 2nd, he gets bar mitzvah in Forest Hills. He's one of your two Jewish sons. That is correct. My youngest son, because we're preparing him for manhood, and his mother said, you got to sit him down because he's not tough enough. What is his Jewish name? Do you know it? Who the hell knows? <laughs> Why the hell did she name him Hunter? Bobby what Kyle. kind of a Jewish name is that? <laughs> and then not. his older brother, Carter. What, after Jimmy Carter? What a shun! <laughs> I had no participation in the naming of my two youngest sons. Now, who was the mother of these two kids? Who is the mother? Melinda Katz. Oh, Melinda. Okay. The Queen's VA. So anyway, I'm just sitting. It's one-on-one with me and Hunter. And, I'm just, and I walked past what in order to get to the location... The Forest Hills Tennis Lawn area, which is now the scene of concerts. 1967, the Monkees were the biggest group, bigger than the Beatles, bigger than the Rolling Stones, sold more albums than both. 67. That was the year I was born. Who was the opening act for the Monkees? Let me take a guess. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass. No. No. Jimi Hendrix. No way. Yes. Stop it. Jimi Hendrix was booed off the stage by the Monkey fans who wanted to hear the Monkees. That's how popular they were. And then when they went to London, they met up with the Beatles. The Beatles threw a party for them and actually had them jam with them on some of the sessions of the wonderful music sessions. That's how much the monkeys were. People don't realize they had their Saturday morning uh, series. TV was, show. Right. It was a comedy show. Won two outstanding Emmys for comedy series on NBC. It was good. They were number one. Wait, so were they friends with the Beatles? Friends. Not only friends. When they went over to London, they were doing jam sessions with John Lennon, Paul McCartney, yes, Ringo, and George Harrison. See, See nobody would, knows that. I would think that, like, the Beatles looked at them as, like, their little stepbrothers, 
and the monkeys were jealous of the Beatles, but you're telling me they actually had a good relationship. Oh, they had a great relationship. And this was not like Spinal Tap. You know, guys who had no musical ability that were put together. That great film. Remember Spinal Tap? Yes. No. In fact, the Beatles had a special liking for them because they liked them as actors and musicians. And what did the Beatles go on to do? Act, remember? Of course. So you understand there was synergy there. Wow. I'm telling I, I, I want to give props the wrong way, Lou Rafino and you for recognizing that. And remember, <laughs> that was the baby boom's generation. Yeah. 13. Remember, 13, 13. I was number 13 for the Atom Blowers in Little League. Imagine. Well, what team do you play for, Curtis? The Atom Blowers. <laughs> do you know how embarrassing that was now, in well, the Canarsie Little League? Oh, Canarsie Little League, because I played for Kings Bay in Brooklyn. Yeah, but at least uh, I played for Kings Bay. Uh, what's your team? Who's your sponsor? <laughs> Atom Blowers. Yeah, it's on the Redskins. Uh, I've never seen you. In the uh, now long time we've been working together daily, a part of this show, I've never seen you this excited before. Oh, let me tell never. you. Never. I had flashback. I'm sitting with my son, and I asked him a question. He goes to junior high school. I said, did they teach you about the conflict going on with Israel and the Palestinians? He goes, no, Daddy, they, they, they don't want to discuss it. And slowly I turned step by step. And when I was 13, I was in Builder C. Junior High School. My history Wait, what teacher, school was that now? Builder C. Junior High School in Canarsie. Canarsie, okay. Like 82nd Street in Flatlands. A lot okay. of the Gabons went there. But uh, all the Jewish kids, you know, SP, two years instead of three. <laughs> yeah. I was in the three-year SP. Mr. Lerner comes in, tough Jew. He's the dean. He's in control of the lunchroom. You know what you had to do in order to control the lunchroom to stop the food fights. Hardcore conservative. He tells everybody, I'm a registered member of the conservative party of New York. I'm proud of it. I'm supporting Buckley for mayor, you know, versus Lindsay and the rest of the Michigan guys. He wheels in a TV, you know, from the a ATV room, uh, you know, the AV squad. Uh, you know, they must have been in a drug-induced psychosis, dropping acid. <laughs> and we're watching Israel being invaded by Egypt and Syria on the TV, and he's educating us. We discussed it. Now, the preponderance of kids in the class were all Jews. There was me, the one Gentile, and there was Beth White, uh, a surviving member of, uh, of Peter Stuyvesant and the Dutch Reform. <laughs> but we learned all about it, and we had a discussion. Yeah. They won't even no. talk about no, it. No, no. And like, he said, yeah. because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, they're worried about the Palestinians. They're worried about the pro-Palestinians. And, you know, my son tells me for the longest time, not just Israel, Hamas, but you know the deal. They won't talk about the Holocaust. They won't talk about 9-11. What do they learn about every day? Every day. Slavery, civil rights, every day. Black Lives Matter, which has become big, large mansions because of white. Oh, oh my God. You know, if, if white really, people say, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, let me give you money. I know you're not accountable for it. I know you're going to go out there in the real estate industry, <laughs> and, and pretty soon, you know, you're going to be competing with the likes of Donald Trump and everyone else, the big moguls. But here, take our white guilt money, and they keep shoveling it to them. That's why Black Lives Matter now stands for big, large mansions. That's what they are. Exactly. Suckers. Out in California. And right now, you know, you look at uh, Letitia James, repulsive. You look at um, the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, repulsive. Now, I like Eric Adams as a person. You don't. So my point to you is some of your least favorite people in charge here in New York are all black people. You know that, right, Curtis? All. 
Well, they run everything here in New York, right? The, 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 I mean, like, I mean, Hochul's the governor. They're screaming right. they need reparations, right? <laughs> well, Hochul might as well be a sister with an attitude, right? She's afraid of them. Oh, I don't want to right. offend no, you. No, you're right. I mean, he sees black also. Stuart Cousins is black Yo, also. They, the hey, they did it the right way. They did it at the electoral system. Pretty soon, the minority, soon to be the majority, will be running it. Hispanics, get used to it, people. It's just the way you organize, you get your vote out, and that's how you get into uh, office. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Talking about Hispanics, a guy that I never liked. I never liked him, but he's really pro-Israel. I have no idea how you stand on this guy. How do you feel about Richie Torres? Okay. Uh, the good news is Michael Kemper is Jewish. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. You won yesterday's battle. Hey, let me tell you something. Brian killed me. We both love you. We love Brian. I uh, love him a lot. Don't come back. Uh, Brian, stay in Hawaii. You know, this is the midwinter break. He's with his lovely family, his daughters. You know, they love to play you, soccer. You, you say don't come back. They may not let him back. Right, exactly. <laughs> Your ratings are enormous. My ratings follow yours. I'm number two. I have to acknowledge it. Number two to the man, Sid. But yesterday you outdid me ten different ways to Red China and back. And let me explain. In the midst of all of my mishigash going on with the Adams administration, you convince your very dear friend and fellow Lonsman, Michael Kemper, who I've known for years, when he was in charge of the 75th Precinct in East New York, he's now the Transit Police Commissioner. He actually likes you. Well, we've, we've known each other. He says you're friends. Yes, yes, but you got him on the air to say the following about having a meeting with me at the 2nd Avenue Deli, which is really on 1st Avenue. You performed a shirach. Curtis, uh, as you know, is on 7 a.m. every morning. I know you listen when you can. So yep. he um, he really does know the subways. You know that. All kidding aside, let's all stick aside. Nobody knows the subways like Curtis. He has spent the better part of 45 years traveling those subways all over New York. He can tell you at every stop the history of every stop on the subway. So this morning he says, listen, I want to volunteer my services. I know you love Michael Kemper. I do. I want to help the city of New York. I want to sit down with Kemper at the 2nd Avenue Deli and try to help figure this thing out. Are you willing to sit down with Curtis and have that type of meeting? No, of course I am. Look, you, you hit the nail on the head. Curtis has been around a long time, decades. And if anyone knows the subway system, it's him. You know, I, I'm willing to talk to anyone. And I know how much a, a big a fan he is of, uh, of mine personally. You couldn't be more hopelessly right. Sid, you performed the shirach. You might end up winning a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> for that, even bigger than going to Israel. Well, it isn't week. so much for Michael Kemper. We've <laughs> yeah. known each other. But let's face it. I'm not friends with the Adams administration. No. They're not friends of mine. But I right. will tell you this. I have put in my pre-order at the 2nd Avenue <laughs> Deli, which is now on 1st Avenue, in honor 
of the man who held the first world pickle eating championship that I won at the original Second Avenue Deli in the Lower East Side when Abe Lieberwald was the mayor of Second Avenue. And uh, in behalf of his name, who was killed while making a run to the bank in March of 1996, that was never solved. He was murdered. I, I ordered the instant heart attack sandwich. This is two large potato pancakes with corned beef, pastrami, and salami. Oh. If the meeting is going bad, I want a bowl of chowder. <laughs> I want a bowl of chowder. The restaurant will clear out. Beans, beans are good for the heart, but they make you fart. (laughs) You know, uh, what this means to me is when, in fact, we do this this meeting, it's going to happen with uh, me, you, and Kemper. You know what that means, Curtis? I'm outnumbered two Jews to a Gentile. That's true, but I'm talking about the big picture. Yes. You know what that means? What? That means a dinner at either Club ZZ or Casa Cipriani with the mayor, Eric Adams. I don't go to those kind of places. By- <laughs> no, no. You know where we go? We go back to Michael's Avenue R. No Street. Would you go with the mayor? Where Would I you got go the- with the mayor? Yes, I got the standing ovation there. He won't. That's why I want to go to Michael's. But you would do it. Absolutely. If I can convince Mayor Eric Adams to have dinner with you at Michael's on Nostrand Avenue and Avenue R, my buddies, Freddy and Michael in Brooklyn, you would do it. I'm down. I'll break the bread. But, sit. I'm Mr. Subway. I got an update on that human leg that was discovered on the tracks <laughs> of the number four train. Now, get this. They still don't know whose leg it was. As a kid was looking out the front window, you know, next to the motorman, Choo Choo Charlie was an engineer, good and plenty, good and plenty. Mommy, mommy, there's a leg on the track. <laughs> mommy says, no, that's probably from a mannequin. It turns out it's a human leg. Oh. It's with the medical examiners. They've determined that it's a man's leg. And get what? Guess what? They think it was from a week before <laughs> when a homeless guy got hit in the tunnels between Lafayette Avenue and Spring Street in wow. the subway. Wow. That's the Lower East Side. I know the mole people live down there. Hit by a train. He was killed. He was missing a leg one week before. How the hell did that leg get all the way up to the South Bronx? Wow. 167, 170th on the elevated train, the four train. I'm reporting for duty, Transit Police Commissioner Michael <laughs> Kemper. I'm going to find out how did that leg get from the Lower East Side all the way up to the South Bronx, within a week's time, the MTA money-taking agency said, well, there was a lot of snow was covering it up. What do you think? I'm a schmuck? I'm a putz? I'm a schmendrick? I'm a pitcher? How the hell did that leg get from all the way to the Lower East Side? What was it, dragged up by a train? No, that's the number four train. Sorry, you can't sell me those wolf tickets. The king of radio, I mean, King David himself has done the impossible. A shit-ock. A sit-down between Michael Kemper, the Transit Police Commissioner, a lawnsman, Curtis Slewa at the 2nd Avenue Deli, which is really on 1st Avenue. This is a miracle, and you're not even a Roman Catholic.